Today's episode is titled, Let's Talk About Love, Baby. Let's Talk About You and Me. <laughs> Last month, someone asked me if I feel madly in love with my husband. And I'm like, ha, huh, madly? Like, seriously, madly? <laughs> when we are busy adulting, where is the madly in love going to fit in? Hello everyone, welcome to episode 75 of the Roving Bookworm podcast. My name is B.I. Garrix and I'm the Roving Bookworm, your host. The Roving Bookworm podcast is a safe space for meaningful and sometimes difficult conversations inspired by books, poetry and music over a cup of tea or two. Thank you for joining the conversation and I hope you will enjoy our time together on this episode. Today's episode is titled let's talk about love baby let's talk about you and me <laughs> this episode was um supposed to be published last month as it is the month when we celebrate valentine's day but the release day coincided with the nigerian presidential elections and i decided to hold on until now because i didn't feel it was a good time there was a lot of tension and yeah anyhow we moved this theme was inspired by a book i read and this is the second time i'm reading this book i read it last year as well um, it's titled the purpose and power of love and marriage by miles monroe this is a book i highly recommend like i know i highly recommend a lot of books but i really highly recommend it um, it's a good book for married people and people in serious relationships I mean, there are some books you read, you know, you'll be reading them over and over again, and this is one of those books. Today, what am I having? I'm having Twinnings, Lady Grey Tea, one of my favorites. Um, so go grab something to drink, get comfortable, and then let's get into it. Last month, someone asked me, if I feel madly in love with my husband. And I'm like, ha, huh, madly? Like seriously, madly? <laughs> when we are busy adulting, where is the madly in love going to fit in? Oh my God, that was really funny. On a serious note, um, I said to him, it depends on what you think love is. Unfortunately, we, and I mean the world in general, have been sold this version of love that is this romantic bubble where two people are in love in quote um where these people exist and can do each other no harm and this happily ever after narrative is something we have believed from childhood by watching movies and reading books the romance book lovers like me are guilty of this one and we in my opinion have reduced love to this fickle thing that can only survive um, good times but will crumble immediately there's a little discomfort or shift in somebody's behavior um i mean i met my husband when i was 16 and he's 19 and for someone who has loved someone um, another person for so long because i'm 44 years old um i would 
not describe my love for him as madly in love, but I would describe it as something deeper and more solid in love, more comfortable in love, more committed in love. These are the ways I can, some of the ways I can describe it. So I would like to start with what love is not, because we just need to eliminate that. Like love is not romance. Like romance represents a part of love which makes us feel good, loved, admired, wanted, and all the feelings we get from it. But it's not romance. And love is not sexual attraction, guys. It's not, it's not that chemistry or physics you feel for the other person whenever you see, you know, in the movies when your eyes meet, you know, all that. You know, that's not love. We've been conditioned to believe that sexual compatibility means we love each other. But it's not. Sexual compatibility is what it is. Sexual compatibility. Full stop. Also, being in a long-term relationship, which I sometimes call a jail term, does not mean you're in love either. You doesn't mean you love that person or that person loves you. People stay in relationships for many other reasons, and you know that, which excludes love. People can stay in relationships with people they dislike with a passion, like they legit dislike these people, but they are not in love with them. And they're still married to them so that's not love but i would say one thing which may sound contradictory really that for you to actually know or determine if you are in love longevity helps you because that time you know when you look back and you have seen each other at your lowest you know um and still remain in love then you can actually know if you're in a love, if you're in love, sorry, or if you're um, just coasting. So what is love? I would always choose what the Bible says about love because I'm a Christian and the Bible says that God is love. So that is the first thing, God represents love. And then number two, in First Corinthians 13, you know, the Bible talks about what love is. Love is patient, love is kind. Love is not easily provoked. Love endured all things. And this, these, these definitions of love from the Bible has, um, have taught me two main things about love. That first, love is a decision. You decide to love somebody, you know, no matter the situation. This does not mean that you have to stay in an abusive relationship and or whatnot. No, that's not, that's not the kind of, thing i'm talking about because that abusive person is not kind you know we go back to the definition but when you say your vows on your wedding day for married people and you say forsaking all others it means that you're making a decision to love this person to stay with this person even when you meet someone more beautiful or handsome richer more compassionate funnier a better listener etc because chances are you're going to meet someone better in quote or with better qualities in a particular aspect than your partner or husband but you decide to be with this person to love this person that's why it's a decision secondly love is like life there'll be good times there'll be bad times you will change as you grow older and your partner will change as well 
I like to use the word evolve instead of change, hoping that, I mean, this shows how we mature into better versions of ourselves. Therefore, like some things that you and your partner will do in your 20s may not be feasible in your 30s or 40s if you have kids and they are young. You know, things will change, your priorities will change. And it is usually at this time you hear people saying things like, oh, my wife doesn't care for me anymore. Oh, she's always focusing on the kids. Of course she's focusing on the kids. Or he doesn't compliment me or what I wear or we don't go out the way we used to. My dear, bills are chasing Baba in the night. How would he focus on your dress? Your dress is not the priority. But on a serious note, like, I'm not trying to sound cliche. Both parties need to put in the work. When people say marriage is hard work, you know, that's what it means. You know, nothing good comes that easy. If you want romance and you want the fire to keep burning, you have to intentionally take time for the two of you. And there will be times that the fire can never burn. <laughs> like if a child or one of you is unwell or, you know, you've lost someone close. So let's normalize love in relationships and marriage to be this thing that requires commitment and understanding, patience, romance, sex, and God to guide us through it all. This is supposed to be a short episode and I will close with a love poem I wrote a while ago and it's titled The Wall. In the beginning, we waltz together, hand in hand, clicking our heels with our heads thrown back like flowers blowing in the wind. Sometimes missing a step, sometimes stepping on each other. Mother said this happens, and I know things happen. So we move, we let ourselves be distracted by the soft sound of music, attracted by the sight of our arms over each other, we held tight to our dreams with bright smiles beaming at what we hoped tomorrow would bring. We sank into ourselves, drunk in love, so full we thought we would burst. But time, a cruel teacher, peels of skin that covers feet of clay hidden beneath a happy ever after. We travel to a place where dreams die, hearts break, and the scales of our eyes fall off like leaves from trees in the fall. We lie naked, exposed to the elements, frozen in shock at what we can be. We drift apart, a river split in two as we flow into the ocean. We struggle to keep our heads above water, tired arms reaching out for life, grabbing anything in sight. Fate is kind for the only things we find are us so we raft ourselves to shore glad to have weathered the storm but we know there is much to learn slowly we learn that you do not waltz through this thing called love that we must quicken our pace Follow the music as it changes. 
be ready to twist and turn to the rhythm. We learn that as a seed must fall to the ground and die to bring forth fruit, so must we to self, to pride, to presumptions and assumptions and to lofty dreams. We learn that love is patient and kind, keeps no record of hurts, but hurts and cuts through marrow and bone. Love is a rose with thorns of bitter peel that heals the choice commit. Love embraces the good with the bad. Hopes above hope fights, stay and fight we will as we take a second chance to dance the waltz again. Thank you for joining the conversation this week and I hope you enjoyed listening. I would love to hear your feedback on this episode. So don't forget, you can leave your comments or your feedback on robinbookworm.com or message me as usual so that we can continue the conversation. Don't forget, share with your family and friends. See you on our next episode and stay blessed.